Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. From that, and um, had a great night last Sunday night where we really delved into the meaning of prophecy. We'll be recapping quickly on those things just so that we can refresh. I'm wearing a new mic tonight. I don't know, Andy, if it's working with the earrings and the curls. What do you reckon? Is it okay? All right, we'll go with it for now. Let me know if there's any dramas. So, um, yeah, let's just pray tonight. Holy Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are our God. We thank you, Lord, that we lift you up, Lord, that we, as we come into your word together tonight, Lord God. Lord, we just pray that there'll be great revelation tonight, Lord God. Lord, we just pray that we just come ready to receive everything that you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're just going to quickly recap tonight, just to unfold some of those things that we learned last night about prophecy. So as we looked in the Old Testament and unpacked scripture, we found that prophecy in the Old Testament in Hebrew means the word of the Lord. In the New Testament, prophecy means the gift of communicating and enforcing revealed truth. So we can see that through both those definitions, prophecy is a message from God that's sent through a person. True prophecy comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not of human construct or origin. We learned that from the Word. We also learned that prophecy is supernatural message from heaven to earth to transform lives. We also looked at what prophecy is not. We found out that there are counterfeits for prophecy. There's fortune-telling, sorcery, omens, witchcraft, spells, mediums, psychics, calling forth the spirits from the dead. There's false prophets who claim to speak by the Spirit but have the spirit of the Antichrist. Those who don't acknowledge the truth about Jesus, it is not a message from microphone. (laughs) Oh, you're blaming the earrings. I'm blaming the spells. We have awesome stage management yeah. and sound guys. Yeah. I love our team. You guys are amazing. So all those things that we just said for the microphone played up was that these are not messages from God and it's not prophecy. And if you want to hear um, the scriptural references of where we had all that information, you can listen to the podcast from last week. Also got notes available for that. We also looked at how do I know if a word is from God? And again, we unpack scripture to find that a prophetic word is from God. When it lines up with scripture, it is true. It comes from a godly source. It produces the fruit of the spirit and it is confirmed. The last thing we looked at is what the relevance of prophecy was. It can set you on your feet, brings encouragement, edification, exhortation. It lifts you up. It can set you on your path. It brings direction into your life. And it can guide you. It can set you free from oppression, break the power of obstacles between you and your destiny. And it can set you ablaze with his glory, which is releasing the gifts God has designed for you. And who can prophesy? Sons and daughters of God. In Acts 2 verse 17 to 18, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. So we can find out that we as sons and daughters of God 
can prophesy, that God wants to pour out His Spirit upon us. We can see in the Bible, God can use anyone to prophesy. The first person in the Bible to ever prophesy was Noah when he was prophesying over his sons. The first person who was ever called a prophet in the Bible was Aaron. And the first woman who was ever called a prophetess was Miriam. And we see that Deborah was also one of the women of the Bible who was a prophet in the Old Testament. There was lots of prophets in the Old Testament. So we can see that God can use anyone. We can also see that God calls some people to have a specific gift of prophecy and there are other people that he just comes on a once off so we can see that um, Samuel was a prophet who was an ongoing prophet that was his calling that was his gifting but we can see that God also came on people like Saul King Saul when he was anointed he prophesied and people all started following him prophesying and that was a sign from heaven that God had chosen Saul to be king so we can see that there's different forms of prophecy and there is a specific gift of prophecy and that's what we're going to be unpacking tonight so there are two places in the New Testament where it teaches us about the gift of prophecy. So let's turn there tonight. The first one's in Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. I'll just make sure I don't have Deuteronomy on the screen. Like apparently last week was Deuteronomy for every scripture. Even when Jesus was speaking, so it was a bit confusing and obviously wrong. That's all right. God is setting me free from my perfectionism. So this is a very good thing. Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. Let's turn there. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So in Romans 12, we can see that these are what are otherwise known as we often refer to them as the motivational gifts. What are the gifts in our lives that have been given to us through the Holy Spirit that motivate us in ministry? So very, very powerful passage of Scripture there. And we're going to also turn to very similar passage of Scripture, which Pastor Shane taught on in the morning service a couple of weeks ago 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7 to 11 says this but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one of us for the profit of all for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills whose will is art is it that we have this manifestation of the Spirit. It's God's will. That's right. It's God's will. He wills for us to have these gifts. It's His desire for us to have these gifts. And in unpacking this scripture tonight, we're going to look at that word gift there, which is the same word which is used in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. The word gift there in the Greek is charisma. And what charisma means is an undeserved favour, a gift of grace, 
or an endowment. Wow. God is giving us this gift of grace that we don't deserve. It is the favour of heaven on our lives. It is a gift. It is not something that we have earned. It is something that God wants to give to us for the profit of all so that others will benefit, so that we can give to others and so that God can build His church. All right, we're going to start unpacking this. Now, I don't have two hands tonight, so this is an extra challenge particularly there is something valuable in here so here we go all right we're going to be unpacking it so as we can see there in the passage of scripture all of these things are gifts they're a gift they're not something we earned you know you don't earn your christmas present someone gives it to you because they want to because they love you and that's exactly like all these gifts of the spirit that we can see here they're a gift from heaven from god to us But when you're given a gift, what have you got to do with that gift? We can look at it, say how nice that awesome wrapping is with that very cool, awesome creative bow. (laughs) Now, you have the rippers. I need help. I'm going to break something. Can I I get an Adriana up here? Sorry? Fishing gear. No, but you would like what's inside. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Shane. Give him a hand, everyone. Yeah, just open it. Now we'll see if Pastor Shane is... Yeah, just... And the paper. You really want the bow. I know. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. You can rip it. You can rip it. Sacrificial paper. There we go. So we see what's inside. So when we're given a gift, and this goes for the gifts that God gives us too, we have to open them. We've got to receive them from God and we've got to open them up. Awesome. Now the last time I had a camera on the stage, it was Alex's and it was a prop and I ran into it and nearly knocked it off its tripod which would have been considered very bad Alex was having breaking out in a very cold sweat and um, he came up and took it away which was a very good decision did you notice I was trying to be discreet okay I've got a history of opening water bottles when I'm preaching yeah at least I've got dark jeans on tonight but I was trying to open discreetly while I was reading from my iPad and it popped everywhere all over my jeans so it's rather uncomfortable up here at the moment that's all right so, when we receive a gift from God, we've got, to, we've got to receive it. We've got to open it up. We've got to look at it. Now, if we look at all those, trans, like, not translations, what are they called? Definitions, okay? So, we looked at all the different meanings of those words. How we can define biblical definition for the gift of prophecy as opposed to just prophecy. The gift or manifestation of the Holy Spirit to pro- I missed one. I missed the manifestation. Did that come up on the screen? I was after charisma. It was a really good one too. Can we go back there, Joe? You're awesome. Oh, look at that. See? You're in the spirit. It's awesome. The Greek word translation is manifestation as phanerosis, which means a manifestation, a disclosure, which is allowing something hidden to be seen, 
coming to light. So the manifestation of the Spirit of God is God coming to light in us. So we tie that all in and we see the gift or the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to specifically to prophesy means that it's God disclosing or revealing himself through us by an endowment of his grace to communicate his revealed truth. Wow, that's what God wants to give to us. That's what God wants to do through our lives. So now we're going to be unpacking what does the Word of God say? How do we receive this endowment of grace? You know, it's by nothing we've done. It's a gift of God. We just need to receive it. We need to open it. In 1 Timothy 4 verse 14 says, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you, by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. So we see that prophecy actually has the ability to impart gifts of the Spirit. Powerful thing, prophecy and prayer. And I've found that, you know, in my um, years of experiencing prophecy over the years in church is that prophecy and the gifts of the Spirit are often more caught than they're taught. There's an impartation that takes place from one person who has the gift to another, which is very, very exciting. So the gift, prophecy is birthed in prayer. It's a gift, not a skill. And it also takes skill to use it according to God's will. So the next thing we're going to do is open the box. So you receive it, you've got to unwrap it. You've got to acknowledge that God's given it to you. That's the first step we've got to do. And then we've got to open it up. We can see all the things in there. And it, it's important to note that when Paul was talking to Timothy, he said, don't neglect the gift. It's yeah. possible to have a gift and for it to sit on a shelf and not to do anything with. This gift needs attention. You need to check it out. You need to have a look at this gift. It's awesome. It's a pity that I'm not a photographer to be able to completely utilise it. It's a really cool camera. This was actually my 40th birthday present, by the way, so very dear to my heart. So the gift needs to have attention. We need to look at it. We need to understand it. And Yeah, I can understand it looks like that. (laughs) Another key we can learn from Romans 12 is that it says, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. So when we're developing a skill, and whether it be prophecy or faith or any other gift of the Spirit, we need to use that gift in proportion to our faith. So if you're just starting to step out prophesying and starting to really, you know, unwrap that gift God's given you, starting to walk in it, it's not a very good idea to walk up to somebody and give them a very directional prophecy. God is telling me that you need to leave your job and move to Queensland and go to Bible college. That would be considered bad. You've got to prophesy in proportion to your faith. And just like faith, you know, in the the parable of the mustard seed, is that it starts out small, just like a mustard seed. You've got to plant it. You've got to cultivate it. You've got to work it. You've got to watch it grow. And the gift of prophecy is exactly the same. You've got to start small. You've got to plant it. You've got to have that faith that starts to grow because faith grows as you start to use that gift and you start to get confidence in that gift and and if you 
start to step out in faith because every gift of the Spirit requires faith, whether it's healing or um, wisdom, it all requires faith. So to step out, you know, sometimes you've got to take risks. And when you're learning how to use something, sometimes you get it wrong. I use the wrong setting on here sometimes. And it's blurry and Ian's read the manual more than me and so that's why he's better at it than me. I'm one of these people I read the manual after, which is not good. I want to try and work it out as I go, but Ian's an engineer. He likes to read the manual first, which which is a smart thing to do. But there are times when I'm learning to use this that I actually have to take risks and sometimes I make mistakes. And as we're learning the gift of prophecy... That happens as well. So how do, we, how do we develop this gift of the Spirit? You know, those of us who've been given that gift of prophecy, the first key is really to do it in proportion to our faith and then our faith grows over time. Another really awesome key is that visions are often linked to prophecy. So we see in Acts 2, it talks about visions and dreams. And that is very consistent with the gift of prophecy. In fact, in the Old Testament, prophets were often called seers because they would see things. They would see things in the spirit and then they'd speak out what they saw. So visions are a really important part of it. And I found this, that when giving a word of prophecy to somebody, as you're learning, if you keep it abstract, it's often much safer. And it's often something that God can use even in a more powerful way. When I say safer, I mean you're less likely to do damage by saying the wrong thing. So I'll give an example. So I've just met somebody. This happened a couple of weeks ago. Someone's new to the church, gone through a tough time, called her and started praying with her over the phone. I said, the Lord's just showing me that that I can see that you're like a tree and, and it's like the storms have come and torn all of the... The, the leaves off the tree and, and you're still standing. Anyway, and I went into this encouraging prophecy, but it was abstract because it's using a vision. It's using a picture and it's not giving someone specific direction, but yet what God was saying to that person was so specific. And then she started sharing to me from her life what was happening and that that picture of a tree meant so much to her. So that's a really um, constructive and positive way to bring encouragement to someone is through seeing visions and pictures. And if we look at the worst case scenario of that, what damage would I have done to that person by saying, giving that picture? Would have done no damage. She would have said, oh, well, that didn't really mean much. It's not going to bring damage into their life. So that's some great advice. If you believe that you've got that gift of prophecy, keep it visual and, and stay abstract and those, those visions and pictures can mean the world to people. And then as you see the response that people are giving you, you know, you, sometimes really nervous and you step out and I believe that God's shown me this. As you see their response and then you hear their testimonies, that's how you fine-tune the gift of prophecy because then you're getting that confirmation back from that person. If they don't say much, then you think, okay, that wasn't from God. I can learn from that for next time. And then we're fine-tuning that gift of sensing what God is saying. So it's a very practical message tonight. Is that okay? And, um, you know, it's just really important, you know, to impart these things to one another. So I found in my own life, spending time in worship, seeing things prophetically, has been one of the best ways to develop the gift of prophecy because I'm actually receiving prophetic words from God for myself. 
for my own life. And then as I see those visions come to pass in my life, I can get confidence in knowing, oh, I did see God, I did hear God. So when he gives me a picture for somebody else, I can be confident in that. And just like everything in God, it all has to stem from our relationship with Jesus. We don't have this gift in isolation. This gift needs to be activated by a person and the gift of prophecy is activated by God. It's activated by the Holy Spirit. It cannot function if it's just sitting over there on its own. It needs to be used in the hands of God. Another practical tip is, um, you know, when you're starting out, sometimes it helps to close your eyes because you, you reduce that sort of, you know, distraction. It doesn't always apply especially if you're out in a public place, it'd be a bit weird. But if you're praying for someone in church, sometimes it's a good idea to close your eyes and then you can see. And as you get more experience, you don't need to do that. There was once that I was in worship and, and um, you know, you could kind of say, how do I see visions in God? How do I experience God visually, you know? And I believe this, it's an act of faith. So it's relational. So when we come into the presence of God, we actually, in an act of faith, use our our vision in the spirit. So, for example, for me, a very typical thing that I see when I come into worship is I imagine myself walking into the throne room of God and kneeling at his feet and bowing before him. And that's all I see and that's all I visualize and that's all I imagine is just worshiping at the feet of God. And once I was in worship, we were in the Shell Harbor, old Shell Harbor Workers Club at the time, I remember it very, very clearly. Ian and I were engaged at the time and I was on my knees just worshipping God and I just was imagining him sitting on the throne and then all of a sudden I saw these curtains open behind the throne and I was no longer imagining it. I'd stepped out in faith to visualise heaven and then God started speaking to me visually and I saw the, the curtains open and there was a movie playing behind the throne of God and it was of Ian and I in our future and I saw Rochelle as a baby and she was rocking on all fours on the ground and James was running around laughing with his mouth wide open. Now, we weren't even married yet and God gave me that vision. Now, I shelved it because I'm like, oh, is that me or is that God? But it came true in the age gap and everything about kids, a boy and a girl, the way they were born. So it started giving me confidence as God was giving me visions for my own life to be able to step out in this gift to be able to bless others. Another good key, you know, we're so blessed in our church that we have pastors who give us room to develop these gifts and to see the anointing flow. And, you know, God's doing something really special um, in our Sunday services. And we want to see what's happening in Sunday mornings start happening at night as well, where people start to have the, the confidence to speak out. Now, before I ever gave a word of prophecy to a person, I brought prophecy within the church body. And there's a few reasons we do that. And, and one of the best reasons is to be accountable because if I speak out a word of prophecy and it's not right, then I can have one of the elders come and they can bring correction and things like that. Generally, what used to happen is if the word was in God, I'd get really encouraged by my pastor. And if it wasn't, he just didn't say anything. So I learned to gauge that, that sign of whether I got it right or not. And it's a learning and it's a growing experience so that's another practical key i want to encourage our young people if god is showing you something especially in our night services when we're here in worship have the boldness to speak it out we want to just 
empower you and encourage you as an eldership team to start to develop those gifts in your own life. And of course, you don't have to be young to prophesy in a night meeting, but we do want to see this impartation from the generations to every generation, our new generations coming up to receive that gift of the Holy Spirit. So the next thing we... So, you know, what we've been talking about is we need to use it. It's no good looking at it and holding it and you've got to take the lens cap off too, but I'm scared of doing that while I'm preaching because I talk with my hands and it could get scratched. So we won't do that. You've got to turn it on. You've got to actually start using it. And there's lots of settings on this camera, you know. It takes, takes time to develop. And we see in this box there's not just the gift. What else have we got? We've got cable, connecting, downloading software. We've got the driver. I think it's the driver. And we have a manual. We've got a warranty. So God doesn't just give us the gifts. He gives us all the other bits too. So to be able to know how to use this gift, we need to read the manual. So to be able to prophesy effectively, we need to base everything we do on the Word of God. Right. So the Word of God teaches us how to use the gift of prophecy. If a prophecy doesn't line up with Scripture, it is not from God. That's our measuring stick. We learned about that last week. We also need to get connected. We can't just be disconnected and we need to plug it in. We need to stay refreshed all the time in our relationship with God, you know, like a software it needs the software updates we're with us we need daily time with God you know sometimes we can be walking in a gift but if we don't spend daily time in prayer and in worship and in the word then it will soon not be activated right. properly and our mode, our driver kind of analogy is the love of God everything that we are motivated with with prophecy needs to be from love as we've been talking about in morning services and the Holy Spirit is our guarantee. Just something visual there to hold on to. And like we've been teaching, if the word doesn't encourage edify and exhortation, it's not from God. We need to always be seeking to build people up. There is such a thing as directional prophecy, but if it's a directional or a correctional prophecy, it needs to come through the elders of the church. So we have had situations like that where people have said, look, I've got this believe I've got this word from God to bring this correction to some person. That person comes to the eldership, we pray about it together and there's accountability there because we take responsibility um, for that. But as we're learning to develop the gift, the three E's, encouragement, edification and exhortation. And I find with God, even when he is bringing corrections, sometimes as he does it in his love and an encouraging way to build us up. It's always very important. Another really um, good key, I remember when um, Pastor John Smith ministered and, um, back in 2002, I think it was, and he was amazingly gifted in the prophetic. And he actually called up, he said, everyone here who believes that they have the gift of prophecy, I want you to come out the front. So we came out the front, but we didn't know that what he was going to do is stand us on the stage and give us the microphone and say, there, now you prophesy what God's showing you. So it's pretty freaky, man. You're just standing up there in front of the whole church with this awesome prophet guy there. And, and it, but the transfer of the anointing of the impartation that day, I was never the same after that day. 
It was such a powerful thing. And sometimes with God, you know, because the prophetic is a gift and because it does um, take time to develop, but it takes faith and it's all through grace, you know, this is how it all functions. Sometimes what God does is he doesn't give you the whole prophetic word. I know for me often if I've got a word, you know, standing out there in the congregation or, you know, when I used to song lead and God gave me a word, he would often only give me the first sentence. Whoa, so it takes faith because you just speak that one sentence. You don't know what's coming next. And it takes obedience and it takes that step of faith. And God does that so that we know that it's him and not us. So that's another practical key when you're developing that gift within your life. And, you know, the most beneficial advice that I can give, just as we're closing, starting to close tonight, is that we need to learn from others. You know, Alex is an awesome photographer, you know, and and Alex would know that with creativity, sometimes it's not something that you can study. It's something that you've got to get out there and experience, you know, and it's like that with the gifts of God. You know, we study the Word and we know the Word of God, but there's an outworking of the gift. And we learn, you know, the Bible teaches us about discipleship, that we learn from each other. I often share about my Auntie Dot because she was a great inspiration in my life, but she was a woman who had a most amazing prophetic gift. And as a teenager, we used to spend hours together praying and I honestly believe that that was the first impartation that I had of that gift. So I encourage you, if you believe God's calling you to have this gift of prophecy, come along someone in the church who has that gift and learn from them and see how they work with it, you know. And practical keys, like when Pastor Shane prophesies, he often says, I believe what the Lord is saying is this. So one of the lines I use is, what I'm seeing is this, or what I believe God's showing me is this. And it's very important to start that way because you get the people that are the thus saith the Lord people and we're not really into the whole the thus saith the Lord thing. Sorry if that's your line, but we believe that God's using us. We're imperfect people. We're all learning. We need to humble ourselves and say, you know, this is what I believe God's saying. This is what I can see. So that then that person can discern if that word is from God for them or not. So that's the last thing, is that in order to develop a gift and use a gift, you've got to use it. You've got to experience it. You've got to spend time developing it and letting it grow. Just like the parable of the mustard seed, you've got to plant it, you've got to cultivate it, you've got to use it, you've got to let it grow. I'd love to have the worship team come up tonight. And tonight we're going to have a time of impartation tonight. We're going to actually have a time of prayer. And um, <coughs> we, we're going to release people to go, but we want to make tonight really, really practical. So we're going to sing our last song soon. And after we close the meeting, there's, there's going to be a time for people to come down and get prayer and for that impartation and that transfer of the gift to take place yeah but before we do that tonight we're just going to give people the opportunity there might be someone here in this place tonight who's never received the Lord Jesus Christ you don't have this Holy Spirit that you've heard about tonight so let's just close our eyes and pray tonight 
thank you, Lord, for your presence that's in this place, Lord God. Lord, we know that every single one of us was born into this race with a sin nature, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that despite our rebellion against you, you loved us so much, Jesus, that you came for our redemption, Lord. Lord, you came that we might exchange our sin for your righteousness, Lord. So while every head is bowed and every eye is closed tonight, if you've never received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Saviour, just love to give you this opportunity to raise your hand tonight. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. You can come to Jesus tonight. If that's you tonight, we're just going to quickly give that opportunity tonight. If they're on here tonight, just raise your hand. Thank you, Lord. Amen.